0: Regular listeners may detect a difference <laughs> in the acoustic quality this week, uh, because our theme tune is actually being performed live in the pod by Mark Ellen, the swinging sound of <laughs> Mark Ellen.
2: <laughs> Woo! Come on, Mark! <laughs>
0: oh, bomb note. <laughs> Form, former member of Captive Audience. Thank you. you uh, sure, <laughs> trying- all a captive audience. <laughs> I'm David Hepworth, and I'm joined in the pod this week, as well as Mark, by uh, by Jude. Hello, Jude.
2: Hello, Dave. Hello, everybody.
0: And this—the uh, reason we got the Hello, guitar. Hello, Jude. <laughs> the reason we got this guitar is all to do with the film Once, uh, which mm. comes out on October mm. 19th, <laughs> uh, and it's a much-acclaimed Irish film uh, that's about, I suppose, well, I won't—I won't call it an affair, but I will call it an encounter. Don't spoil it. I won't spoil it. Between a busker mm. on the streets of Dublin. No like incidental music, will you do? Yes. <laughs> just do that. Yeah. Just do that. <laughs> uh, and and uh, a young East European woman, and it's about what occurs between the two of them in one special week. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's made by John Carney, who used to be a member of the group The Frames. As did the lead actor, Glenn Hanson. She was a lovely, ladies. Very nice. Oh, right. know we've got to be talking about that. I didn't know about this. No, he's oh, very he handsome.
2: But he was in the commitments. He had a bit part of the commitments many years ago. He did.
1: Which did you...
0: part did he have? Oh, I can't oh, remember. I, it. I can't remember. I um, remember the no, trumpet somewhere.
1: player who cops off with all the. No, he's the got a very small part. He's very young. He's
2: about 16 or 17 oh, right. when he was in it.
1: So that's the. He's got youthful
2: good look still.
0: Oh, right. Well, he's, he looks a bit craggier uh, uh, now. But oh, wow. He's got screen presence. So he's not an actor. He's a musician. Nothing wrong with a bit of crag. And <laughs> uh, and Marquita Iglova, who plays his opposite number, who's who I read is is amazingly only nineteen. She actually looks, and I don't want to be ungalant, but she looks slightly <laughs> old. <laughs>
2: <laughs> careful yes, well, she first somebody marketing. who's
0: who's kind of travelled enough to have you know she's got a small child and she's found her way to Dublin. You know, so you know if it was nineteen, you think digging. that was a slightly overfilled <laughs> life, wouldn't you really? Um, <laughs> But anyway, John Carney, who made this movie, he wanted, to, he wanted to have a film that was a genuine musical, uh, where, the, where the songs actually drove the plot and the plot drives the songs. And, you know, they, they've been very successful. Very well, well reviewed, incredibly you know? well nice reviewed. reviewed wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, well, Rolling Stone called it a magical, beguiling wonder. And uh, New York Times, A.O. Scott, went close to perfect. And our wow. own Jim White pointed out, it's one of those rare films where you don't sit there in the preview theatre writing down sarky observations. I love <laughs> that. It's a very yeah. honest
1: thing for a film critic to say, actually, isn't it? Because having reviewed films, you sit there all the time thinking, "What can I find that's wrong with this? You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, how yeah, can, so, can I make
0: how can make fun of it?" No, I mean, yeah. it's the kind of film you can't you can't let yourself yeah. do that. You know, it's it's a very you've either got to let it wash over you or not. You know, because it's it's. It's romantic and it's, it's sentimental and it's very, very heartfelt. And people On suddenly Mark. sit down and burst into <laughs> song, you know. I just heard the word romantic. I thought i to play a sort of <laughs>
1: <laughs> smooth jazz chord.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, the guitar that Mark is, uh, is coaxing such sounds out. <laughs> please, win it and take it away from him. Notes. Yes, please take it away, give it a good home and make it <laughs> make the noises it's supposed to. <laughs> it's about 100, it's a hundred quid's worth of Gibson Epiphone
1: black acoustic guitar, creaking loudly on a, on a fake world of leather sofa. Here, it?
0: <laughs> but it's, it's a very
1: very nice guitar. It's a stylish windows. item, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Uh, and
0: there's going to be an opportunity for you to uh, to win that guitar. Can I take it
2: off
1: in me? Yeah, no, I'll, it. I'll put it down. You've heard it. <laughs>
0: That's
1: my entire repertoire, anyway. <laughs> you, you can
0: you can win that guitar uh, by answering two questions, actually. And it's as simple as this. And one we've given you the answer to already, actually, which is Glenn Hansard, the lead actor, uh, is a musician associated with which Irish group? Yes, don't say anything, Jude. That won't be hard. Because we wanted to talk about busking a bit, actually. The, The second question was, which tune are you most sick of hearing buskers play? So, you know, I th- I'm sure we've all got favourites. Oh, right. And let's got... know, you know. I don't know. You want to chuck in a
1: suggestion there, Mark? Can I? i got loads. Go on. I have absolutely got No Woman No Cry by Bob Marley. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Let It Be by Paul McCartney, which affected the same chords. They just go from one to the other. Oh, yeah. oh, They are the same chords, yeah, yeah. Um, no, the one that really gets me is R.E.M.'s losing my religion. Oh,
2: yes. yes. Because
1: it's all in minor chords, and so everybody thinks that by playing it, they're being intensely soulful. Yeah. That's me in the corner. You know, there's a guy who comes on the... If he's <laughs> listening, mate, I'm sorry, it's a bit harsh. But <laughs> he comes on the district line, you know, you've had a hard day, you're going home, do you know what I mean? There's only about five minutes to you in a very cold can of beer, you know, what you don't want... Is this bloke and his terrible on that direction? singing and he only knows one song. <laughs> and I said to him once, I said, "Look, I've given you enough money." I said, well, "What I'm going to do is, I'm not going to give you any money. But I'm going to give you money to play something else." Couldn't do it, Dave. He couldn't. He had no other song prepared. He could only played <laughs> "Losing My Religion" oh, by okay. REM. And then has got a bit of kinks. Even fifty p in it. Come
0: on. No, but you see, this is interesting, isn't it? Because they've honed their repertoire, haven't they? In the, in this movie, it starts with the opening scene is is Glenn Hansard busking and he's singing. Van Morrison's and the healing has begun. All oh, right, yeah. Dublin, you sing. Ben oh Morrison, yeah, yeah you know, very good, yeah. And and and, well, and, the, and when the girl yeah. comes up to him, you know, she says, "Do you write your own songs?" He said, "Yes," but you know, nobody wants to hear me sing my own songs on street corners. And that's the truth, isn't it? You know, yeah, there's a public going straight past you anywhere if you're busking, they're not going to tarry, are they? No, you they're desperate. They here. just
1: they want the top line. The, like, I mean, the, the the contemporary buskers now play occasional Radiohead songs. I they <laughs> "Lucky" by Radiohead. No. No. Really, right. wow. yeah. And the Big Smith's tune, of course, there is a light that will never go out. People oh. started playing that, which is a marvellous... Re- uh, it's so good, it's impossible to wreck, really. I heard Big Mouth Strikes uh,
2: again played by a busker in Manchester. That's good. That was, that was actually quite good. That is very good. I gave him about 20 pence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've, you... You for a drink. must <laughs> <laughs> overcome. <laughs> yeah. One thing, it happens,
0: one thing happens as he's busking in the film that must be a, a contemporary hazard of the busker's trade which I fancy was never a hazard
1: when you were a busking, Mark. Which is what?
0: What happens to oh him gosh, at the beginning? something to do
1: with the mobile phones, I guess. I no, that.
0: somebody steals his money.
1: Oh, for God's sake.
0: That's not right. That's appalling. It's not right, but it must happen all the time, mustn't it? Because you're, you're out you're out with the street people in the world of Bobby Charles, aren't you? Yeah. And you're, and you're surrounded by some
1: people who, you know, a few quid for a fix or whatever. Is, I, did, I remember is, somebody putting some money into a hat and taking a bit out. Chain. <laughs> you know, that was quite funny? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think Ricky Gervais, in fact, does that, doesn't he? When it sees an extra. Yes. Give <laughs> some money to a guy he's going to be £25 and he's got the chains. <laughs> <laughs> that would yeah. be fantastic. But it must have You bust, haven't you? I, I you have, have bust, yeah. It didn't it happen in, in the Valley, mean streets
2: of Llanetly. It didn't, was Tell us about your busking years, Jim, because this is obviously quite
0: recently, isn't
2: it? Well, let me think. 13, 14 years ago. That's
0: quite recently. Yes.
2: Yes, I was every um, Saturday. I used to work at the Tletley Star. The editor of Tletley Star subscribes to the Word Magazine. So if you're out there, Robert Lloyd, thank you very much oh, for stopping by. Oh, your nice, it's nice, nice. It's um, yeah, bless him. In the mornings, I used to do it, work in the Clatley Star, getting the picking up the top forty from um, Woolworths and doing a couple of picture captions and filing some photographs and in the afternoon can you remember
1: any of your it's picture just, captions? oh they were rubbish Jude Rogers girl reporter did you see <laughs> it? Oh, it's brilliant. a, it a, a cartoon strip there'd always be Fire a t- man, no sponsored
2: bike rides and it would be tickets to Ride and then, you know, you know it was terrible seen on,
1: sharing a Yes. Yeah, on, on your bike
2: yeah, <laughs> right. um, and in the afternoons I'd take my violin and I'd go outside and Spencer's in uh, Oxford <laughs> Street on your own? And, uh, just on, on your own? on my own so Jude
0: you were how old? what are you talking about? 16 16 years old? yes on the streets <laughs> so the big <laughs> tune. it's
2: not that um, the streets of Clenegna <throat> aren't that mean it's basically lots of old ladies going to and Spencer's to buy uh, you know cardigans and stuff so well, you're playing, playing. Yeah. a music stand Did music you? stand music yeah stand? violin case open right so you can put the money in the violin case that's always
1: a good thing yeah
2: and you always have to play no pop songs, obviously, you've got a violin, you know no, your repertoire. So I was <laughs> going to
1: say, I, always, I thought it would be Deep Leonard's Iceberg, <laughs> Man, obviously, along yeah. with Pig, yeah. all the yeah, shaky. But the fact you were playing of Shirley Heart, I <laughs> was it Menophobia?
2: Um, There's a few, a few um, traditional numbers, but um, Ave Maria was quite a. What was the big earner for you? Um, the big earner was, um, well, later on, my friend Rachel Griffiths, one of my dear friends from back home, we doubled up because we thought we'd make more money, and we actually did. We made made a killing on the streets of Kilometley. We'd um, pay Packlebell's Cannon over and over and over again for about Four hours Pack basically, and show. oh, it would make all
0: the old ladies oh, come by the way, like, Oh, it's lovely, oh, it's it a kind of on. never ending tune, isn't it? Yeah, it line. just goes it on. But the benefit anymore? of those people who are not completely on top of the you know, <laughs> the, the classical canon, first of all, I should explain if you remember the old advert for the was it the wool, the, the, the pure wool on the telly, and it used to have a sheep walking, yes, that's the car. right close your eyes, picture the sheep. The music you're hearing—that's Packlebell's canon, isn't oh. it? But Toss we couldn't just leave it to that, could we? Oh, no. Because Jude was out at lunch about an hour ago, <laughs> and I texted her, said, "Jude, while you're out, while you're out, Jude, buy a kazoo." So she,
1: she well, went to Woolies, been, been Woolies been a in Chapel Russia, Market—a market.
0: Russian kazoo. No, this, I went, I went this to just in? You can't buy a kazoo in Chapel no. Market. I, I went am? to
2: Zebedee's Pound shop and um, they'd run out of kazoos there as well so i bought a uh, So
0: two shops oh. in Chapel market had run out of kazoos. yeah and they both
2: they they weren't we don't mm. stock them they, they just said we've sold out mate sold out I'm like oh,
0: okay so, so what did uh, you buy instead i bought
2: um a parrot harmonica for 1.50 it's
0: a fine it's, instrument
2: it's not a harmonica Mark tells me so it's a mouth it's, it's a mouth organ does it have a blues scale thing, yeah i've never played one of these before and i can't really play it
0: but just you're going to nonetheless it take your courage <laughs> in your hands and imagine you're outside Mark spencer's little athlete. Okay, I'm gonna try. 14 years ago, here we go. Packlebells canon goes sort of like this.
2: Sorry, all uh, composers and musical people <laughs> ever. Packlebells.
0: Sorry, ma'am. Go on, here we go.
2: Oh no. <laughs> Keep
1: going. <laughs> A bit more than that before you get 20p from me, love. I can't <laughs> do it. <It's> not. <laughs> She's
0: here all
2: week. Have <laughs> a girl? Oh, dear. well. Just... I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I play.
0: <laughs> I play my, just... my instrument. So she's such a sweet girl. We're gonna come <laughs> There you go. Superb. Oh my but lord! That's... Never go again. On, but you, on, you, on. you did well out of it though, Jude. Didn't you? Back in the yeah. day. How much did you make on a good Saturday? Um.
2: Well, me and Rachel. I remember it was one Saturday we made thirty pounds each. Which, no. Yeah. Thirty quid. That's that's a solid five hours of playing. There's <laughs> maybe a break for a bit of a run up to McDonald's to get a milkshake. Probably. At least, a at
1: least the family's In the seaside
2: course. area, of definitely you could definitely. Um, yeah. But what, uh, yeah, it was good. Put that towards driving lessons and you know bottles of Cardi Breezer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all well, well not, spent. <laughs> well, <laughs> money was. <laughs> well
0: so, Mark, Mark Henry, Ellen,
1: your busking experience goes back. I've got a lot. A little bit further, doesn't oh, it? Yeah, I used to play in London uh, in I suppose it'd been about 1975, 76, uh, with my old friend Hughie and with my sister Kath who used to do the bottling, as it's called, which is shaking a hat and generally kind of looking enthusiastic and making people feel obliged to put cash in. And a job very way. often goes to the girl, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. Oddly, oddly enough. A yeah. I. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly better looking than the bloke. And You, you learn uh, something yeah. important about the economy there. You right? really do. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's, very it's a thing. kind of
0: hairy old bloke, you know. You know <laughs> no you money at all. Much. No, no, no.
1: Look, our big tunes were, uh, well, we knew that you had to play really popular tunes that right. everybody knew to get any money. So we used to do Mr. Tambourine Man and I Want You by Bob Dylan. Honey Pie by Paul McCartney. I know. Why do we do that? <laughs> well, We should have done a real kind of uh, Scarf Waver by Paul McCartney, which there are many, but Honey Pie, God knows what. You probably For did it to you, because to old,
0: old ladies, it would sound like a tune from, uh, you know, their oh, youth. Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: Absolutely. And then the, with the, we did Me and My Uncle by The Grateful Day. And our big tune, Dave, was... <laughs> Keep on Trucking, mama, Trucking us blues away. <laughs> Keep on rockin' mama, truckin' us back of day. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, what's gonna do when the damn thing but's gonna keep on trucking mama, trucking on Now nobody'd ever heard of that song hey, because very it's keep on mama <laughs> by, by Hot Tuna. You see, I used to think <laughs> Cash is flooding! Uh, my sister and I used to argue furiously about this. I'd <laughs> say, no, look, this is a great song. She'd say, look, it's not an educational thing. You're not here to try and teach people songs by Hot Tuna <laughs> they're hilariously titled First Pull Up Then Pull Down album which I thought was quite amusing Yeah, but uh, no we should have been playing big pop hits and then yes. I went out to the Ponte Vecchio where my old friend Angie and a guy called Nick uh, Dale Harris who played the clarinet and we used to absolutely mop it up with Stranger on the Shore oh. so oh. which nice, is it? yeah three English people you know out there Ponte Vecchio you're know, not a star in the sky Dale Harris on his on his uh, uh, clarinet, and how do you shake this uh, hat around? Oh, that's we, we literally used to go out and have massive three-course meals every night <laughs> in the finest restaurants, paid for, with just huge piles of coins. It looked like we'd done a metre. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it looked like we'd broken into a parking metre. What's but, the uh, interesting part, fact, about Stranger on the Shore, Jude? Um,
2: it's Mr. Ackermilk, isn't it? It's Mr. yeah Akabilk. Yeah,
0: yeah I and mean, um... it's still... Still plying his trade, I think. He play, to plays clarinet day. in a
2: very odd way. Is it something to do with that? No, it doesn't sound like not, any clarinet i ever heard. It was
0: pre-British invasion, before the Beatles. Yeah, like nineteen sixty. It was the biggest. West. It was the only British record ever to go to number one in the United States. Oh wow! Now, really? Oh, oh it, it, very slow. Somebody, somebody made sure, a fortune. Yeah. A stranger on the shore. I don't know how much of it went to Ackerbilk, but somebody made an absolute fortune. It was massive. All over the world. And do you know what? Still sounds good to me. Still yeah. sounds good Certainly I've got it spot on spot a
2: 12-inch. Uh, t- God, is when they re-released it on a 12-inch? On 12 a 12-inch?
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> in I in order in to get the full fat bass full 12-inch remix. The full, full, full sonic range. Range. Yeah. range of the 12-inch <laughs> list. To to boosted the, the drums. Drum. Yeah. For a younger market. Yeah, remix. the hot Robinson chip. Mark Ronson has got When this guy in the film decides to recruit a band to record, he goes down to Connell Street, wherever it is that everybody hangs out in Dublin and busks and so forth, and finds these guys who busk next to the statue of Phil Linnet.
1: Have you Dublin? There is a statue cute. of Phil Linnett oh, which might it.
0: take us over into that other area, favourite area of ours, rock statuary. Uh, <laughs> uh, which are
1: Grotesque gargoyles of rock. Rock statuary. <laughs> I saw one of James
0: Brown the other day, and dear God, they haven't got any better. Anyway, there is That's a statue good. of Phil Linnert in somewhere in the middle of Dublin, and these guys played alongside the statue of Phil Linnett. And what did they play? Whiskey in the jar. They played, can imagine they did. They just played, you know, Thin Lizzy songs. And so when he goes along and says, do you want to come and make a demo? They go, yeah, is it Lizzy? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just all they that know how to do no, you can go and play something other than the boys The boys are back in town. You but you but that's my, the busker's mindset. Let me see, but it's, my,
1: it's like that guy I was telling you about with the R.E.M. song, because I could see his point, because if he played, he told me, he said, if I don't play Losing My Religion... I make less money. Yeah. If I play, I make more money. What's the point of not playing it? I'm going, but you play the same people every Three night. Three pretty cool. It's I had quite a lot of people backing me, but half the was say, <laughs> where with this guy? You know, please, oh. to stop.
0: <laughs> well, i tell you what, I am, as you know, no musician whatsoever. <laughs> no, okay. very modest.
2: You whistle a bit. Uh, <laughs> not usually in tune. <noise>.
0: But even I bust once.
1: Go on, I didn't know this. Wow. What is it Spoken word. No. I played the guitar. <laughs> Spoken word <party. laughs> That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, reading from the old curiosity shop this afternoon. <laughs> it's it like j- the, <laughs> <joke. laughs>
0: the old joke about the office party, isn't it? You know, when you organise, you know, we used to say this at VH1, at MTV, you know, every yeah. Christmas, they'd organise an office party. And it was mainly organised so that the guys there who were in a band had kind of an excuse to put the band together exactly. and go and play
1: live, you know,
0: which nobody really wants to hear. No, it's the people
1: on stage are far more interested in playing than anybody else. Yeah, yeah,
0: we um, and I used to argue. Well, you know, I won the English reading and speaking prize at school. You know, do you mind if I read Kipling's <laughs> at the height of the party? And Genevieve, you know, got got a dance prize. Is it all right if we do a party de or something? Yeah. You know, you wouldn't consider That's that, that entertainment. No. Anyway, yeah. going back to this, I remember, dimly remember. The Baker Street underpass under the Marylebone Road mm. in about nineteen seventy two, me and my college friend Stuart Hartley yeah. who had significant musical talent, an awful lot more than I've got, and could for a Yorkshireman could sing the blues yeah, <laughs> and play meant sing the whites and uh, and play blues harmonica while I kind of somehow vamped my way through three chords. Sitting down because I couldn't hold the guitar and you know stand up and play it. Did
1: you travel in college down.
0: day? We somehow did. We used to play Jimmy Reed's Bright Lights, Big City, that's a good song. And going to New York, which is Bright Lights, Big City, yeah, exactly the same, yeah, for you know three or four hours. And I don't know if we ever got 30 quid each as you know in the when 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 uh, when Jude was living off the fat of the land, <laughs> <laughs> I think we did the streets all streets are washed with you know. cash and so you know. You know, very, very limited repertoire need not be any kind of drawback at all. Not at all. So, I mean, this connects a little bit, doesn't it? This business of repertoire and knowing what your audience wants to what we were talking about last week on the podcast, which is a lot of response, which is terrible experiences DJing (laughs) at parties, Right. Uh, where Mark was talking about having DJed at, uh, for anybody who missed this podcast, and you, you can find the old podcast if you just go to iTunes <laughs> <laughs> and look up Word podcast. We're talking, Mark, Mark DJed at the party and uh, and rather bravely started out with Bruce Springsteen's new single. With the song that nobody had ever heard. Nobody had ever heard. I sl- was so confident it would work. Slightly yeah. miffed that the floor wasn't immediately a mass of yeah. writhing bodies. Uh, but it, it seems from our post bag, Mark, then you're not the only ones who have that kind of experience.
1: So, very funny. There's one here from, uh, this is from Philip uh, Brier. It says, I had a family do last year. The moneyed end of the family. I like that. Yes. <laughs> the moneyed end. It was in the paddock of their new forest spread in a wide-ranging age group were present. As night fell, the mobile disco hit its stride my teen and 20-something nieces and nephews, and their mates really hit their straps. Hit their straps, <laughs> is great expression. To the Kaiser Chiefs. Mass pogo action in the field while I stood to one side. Glass in one hand, wife in the other. Gently tapping a foot, murmuring the lyrics. I used to be over there doing that. I thought, how did I end up over here doing this? When did that happen? It's true, isn't oh, it? It's, it's a very poignant a big point. shift, that is. I've got Chris dad, G. He's talking about dad dancing, isn't he, really? It's that whole idea. So read yours out,
0: yeah. No, Chris G on the, on the website, wordmagazine.co.uk, has a great story. Where he and the mate were asked to DJ at a friend's wedding. And they got together all the right tunes. and They put them all on CDs. I don't know. If they burnt special CDs. And then they got there, and they found that the only DJ equipment was a CD multi changer, presumably like the kind of thing you have at the back of a car or something, which played tunes at random. Oh my god! Now can you imagine what a chilling prospect that is? And you've got, you know, you've got it there. You, you've got it worked out what you're going to do. You're it. Going. Oh no, you not! This machine is going to do it for you. And he says you get the floor full with one song, only for This Is A Low by Blur to pop oh, up at God. random and immediately s- end it. Spoiled. <laughs> with, you know. oh, There's also a tale here from... Um, from oh, God, where's it Uh Oh, I've lost it. It was on my other bit of paper. About somebody who was, somebody who was asked to DJ at, at, uh, at a 40th. And, uh, and the family were of Caribbean extraction, he was told, and wanted similar music. So having collected everything from reggae to soca over the years, he said, I felt I could admirably cope. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you this about DJing parties. Whenever you find yourself thinking you can admirably cope, run for the hills. Because it's going to go badly. Go in there worried and you'll be all right. It says, it, however, it turned out the family were devout Christians and had brought some of their music for me to play. I then played for at least two hours. <clears throat> Something which he describes as Christian ragga. <laughs> Which is—it no, sounds like a contradiction right. in terms to me, you know. Well shaggy, then? And uh, it seems <laughs> to of, no, probably not. It says uh, it seems to consist of every line being "Jesus loved you," but at one point in the evening, somebody came up and said, and this is probably the most, quote. This is oh. the most poignant thing that's ever been said by somebody leaning over and you know leaning over into the DJ booth. It says, "Can you play some white music? We're not all black." My <laughs> God. So you know, what do you reach for at that point? You know, what do you do? Neil Diamond. You know, what's, what's Rio? Jude Rio. Jude Which it's I'm just going to than that. Jude, that's one of these. That's one of these. Um, you know, unplanned. Oh, seamless link. Seamless I didn't, link. I didn't
2: know that, listeners. Jim
0: M. This is true. <laughs> I found it. It was a DJ at a nightclub during the early part of the century during the school disco fad. Oh, and he said <laughs> we were talking about can't get you out of my head, the Kylie thing. And he says for about two years that was the most popular tune. He was forced to play it every week. He played it again about a year later. It was met with indifference. Oh right, know, so that, which oh, is what we we're talking about. He says he also. I also remember clearing the floor with Amarillo just a few months before Peter <laughs> Kay revived oh, it. There you go. This is obviously a bit too upfront. but he says one of the rules he came, upon, came up with was never play. Duran
1: Duran. No, absolutely mm-hmm. true. No matter yeah. how
0: hard Even you are for disco. Absolutely. He wow. says, because I'd get ladies of a certain age asking for Rio, to which I'd reply, nobody will dance to it. You can't they would, dance to it, They truth. would then josh him and say, go on, of course you can, We'll, all my mates will all dance to it. They then promised to dance to it. If it. So if it was early in the evening, I'd slip it on. Without fail, and this sounds like the voice of experience. It would clear the floor. Without so. fail, yeah. no, they would bop around to it for about a minute... And then shuffle off the, to
1: the bar. It's too it's slow, slow, isn't go. it,
2: actually?
0: It's the little tiny, no tiny bit of It's
1: got it no it it bottom. No. But there's a <laughs> lovely That's one that. here from Richard uh, Sandbrook, who is, in fact, from the uh, British Broadcasting Corporation. We talked about him last week. He's the head of news. He thinks he knows a thing or two. And I'm sure he does.
0: He's probably DJing the news Christmas party. He's probably getting ready right
1: now. Yeah, it's a We said that you can't play the Beatles at any kind of disco. We use the word disco, aren't we? And he said, you can, on the subject of dance tracks, you're wrong about the Beatles. I saw her standing there, nearly always... There's a nearly, Dave. There is a nearly. Not that (laughs) confident. Nearly always works, although admittedly only for the over 40s, which I guess, see below, begs the question of whether they should be shuffling at all at that age. (laughs) It's Very good. This this guy, Philip Breyer, says, uh, you're right, Matt, it's that 40 business. I have no wish to get up and shake that thing, because nowadays all sorts of stuff... (laughs) <laughs> moves about indiscriminately <laughs> and takes Thank an God. age to settle. <laughs> Sorry, I, no, I read you that and, two hours ago, and you it. didn't laugh. I didn't. It's only really when you constantly. read it yourself. No, I wasn't cos was that's so funny. Uh, on the evening in question, the GLW and I shuffled around alone. Alone, I'll tell you, just as I've got you under my skin. And that was about it, although I'll confess to some John Bonham-style air drums in the kitchen <laughs> not two hours ago. Oh, my God. So, anyway, we do
0: welcome <laughs> your so correspondence, funny. don't we? Absolutely everywhere that it comes, you know, either on the the Word website, wordmagazine.co.uk, or on the Facebook group. Yes, Mark. Uh,
1: which Mark which I still refuse hasn't to join joined on my <laughs> mistake. Uh, Dave asked me to join his Facebook, Jude. I haven't joined it yet. You have to. I think he's a bit upset. <laughs> no, I'm not. I won't embarrass him by bringing it up. I'll get over it. <laughs> he's not your I'll friend. I'm, I'm not joining anybody's Facebook.
0: So anyway, um, Jude, you've got you've got a bit of correspondence there. Yes, haven't I you? have. Yes. A corker, wasn't it?
2: It's a story.
0: Go on, it's a story And <laughs> sit back. Why <laughs> is it the Jude no. story? From from under Milkwood. No. Who's <laughs> it from? Who's no. it from, Jude? It's from
2: Seamus O'Neill, um, who emailed us the other day. Um, hello to everybody at the Word Podcast. I just thought I'd drop you all a line to ask you to stick a word podcast flag in Puebla, Mexico. Is it Puebla? Oh, guessed Puebla.
0: We, oh, are, oh, yeah. we are, of course, collecting, you know, where you're listening to this from. We're Most really interested places, in yeah. knowing where you are. Go on. So that's one in Mexico. So there he is. That's our first listener in Mexico. Go on. He's l-
2: he's there and he's lucky enough to be able to enjoy our hoary old rock anecdotes. We're walking his dogs with the ever-present view of the surrounding mountains and a volcano, which we've been struggling to pronounce, which we think is yeah. Popocat. Anyway, uh, a volcano. A volcano. A volcano. Um, anyway, he's got this idea for something we could um, maybe get people to respond to about um, uh, his idea. Is, it will explain the story about um, songs that um, are the soundtrack to your life. The songs that come come up at completely inopportune times. Yeah, in a, inappropriate moments. And uh, here's his example. Um, a couple of years ago, on his wedding anniversary, um, he goes, um, "His wife had to have surgery. My wife had to have surgery that left her in a lot of pain. He says, and virtually bedridden for several weeks. And in brackets, he's put not pleasant." In case we had to <coughs> absolutely that, obviously not pleasant. The yep. only option to make sure she received constant care was that uh, we should move into her mother's house for the duration of the recuperation, even more unpleasant.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Did you add that? Or that? No,
2: I didn't. No. That's in the letter, um, yeah. It's in the letter. Her mother's house on the other side of the city, where he worked. So early every morning, he had to catch public transport, which was a filthy old VW Beetle van with sardine-like passenger accommodation, driven by maniacs, um, and this was the common form of public transport at the time. Where. And he's putting brackets again, further unpleasantness. Further unpleasantness. <laughs> so this, um, next, a by the this is a
0: Mexican bus, is it?
2: This is a Mexican bus. Which is it,
0: do, I, do I kind of visualise, you know, cliche terms, chickens flying around inside it? That kind well, of thing. what you saying probably, yes, yes. It,
2: it didn't have brakes, it didn't have indicators, it didn't have doors that closed properly, but it did have a state-of-the-art sound system in it. Oh. That they uh, could save as a backup speaker system for any major music festival. Um, and they usually played... Um, Norteno not not music, yes. Yeah, uh, music kind of called like, Blas. I don't know. Uh, kind of, Accordion music. Yeah, kind of yeah. very loud, polka yeah, yeah, yeah. music. Um, um, needless to say, he says, these mor- in these mornings I was not in a cheerful frame of mind. One morning I climbed aboard one of these death traps after another difficult night of nursing duties to get to an unappreciated job that served merely to pay the medical bills. Um, I was somewhat surprised to then to hear the radio mentioning a, a slot of classic hits of the 60s and 70s. They obviously thought, oh, I'll be all a right, minute." Mm. Um, not my cup of tea musically, but way above the usual bill of fare. They then proceed to play the worst triumvirate of mortal Park.
0: The so you worst get triumvirate. <laughs> get ready for all this. Right. So you're come never on. These on your Three worst in a row movie. and a bonus mark. Okay. This is right. how they come up. Track
2: okay. one, all by myself. By Eric, Eric no, Carmen.
0: That's an absolutely rancid record. <laughs> you really? <laughs> You've yeah, how disturbing <laughs> it is. If, yeah, it's really worst to come. No, but if you're feeling sorry for yourself, you know, oh. go on.
1: Next? Um,
2: next up is "Without You" by Harry Nilsson. They, oh
1: my, well that's quite good. Yeah,
2: that's quite good. Yeah, go on. And then it ends with a. Oh, this is just absolutely brilliant because a song that you know, would definitely make you want to fling yourself off the bus. Just "Seasons in the Sun" by Terry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: So,
0: so here's a man. Here's a man thinking how terrible his life is yeah. and how bad it could get. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it seems as if a little bit The worse. celestial DJ. <laughs> has decided He's that, that it's going to. You know, his um, last
2: line, sort of the uh, his last comment is just hilarious. Do any of you have similar tales of musical comment on daily events, e.g. trying to apologise to the missus and, the, and then the birds start singing, I'll feel a whole lot better when you're gone. So if you got any
0: examples? So if you got anything in that line? Get in touch, wordmagazine.co.uk. I've actually <clears throat> put in flags on the map. Uh, we, we nice to hear from Ian Maskell, who's listening to this podcast, in Shanghai, that's great. Wow. Isn't that, you know, which is
2: fairly far flung. International letter
0: is. of the week, yeah, ladies on. and gentlemen. This follows up uh, something we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, where somebody got in touch uh, called, uh, called Tony, who was getting in touch from West Timor. Wow! And we'd never heard of West Timor. We'd heard of East Timor because it's you know it's very often associated with conflict. Sadly, we'd never heard of is West Timor. West That's the joke we made. Oh, we said it. We did. We that
1: last time. We said it.
0: Oh, yeah, you're repeating
1: yourself. You know, we said it's West
0: Wittering, East Finchley, you know what I mean? All that West Dulwich, all those things. And of course, he pointed out, excuse me, getting over my cough. He says, that's not the case. He says, uh, for the sake of clarity, West Timor is in Southern Indonesia. Okay. So flag on the map, Southern Indonesia. (laughs) I've got to read this. as a sensational word. Yeah. Is it exotic here in sunny Kupang? You bet. For a start, he says, it's where Captain Bly ended up after his mutiny on the bounty experience. In fact, Kupang was a major port in the spice trade in the 17th century. And somewhat instrumental in the growth of maritime capitalism. <laughs> you get all this, Sexy. all this, and an education too. What
2: magazines could you get this kind of information from? Yeah. It's amazing. He says the local
0: people, <laughs> the local people, don't dwell on this historical background. Of course, being too busy scoffing down fried tofu and belting out maudlin karaoke. But some of us knew, know the history. <laughs> Terrible combination. <laughs> <laughs> Do I sit around eating tiffin and sinking sundowners? Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. I've somehow fallen in with a colonial crowd. Dutch plantation owners, ex-CIA agents, Chinese sea cucumber butch. (laughs) That's like a (laughs) Graham Greene fantasy. (laughs) Who set great store by the delights of bygone days. But anyway, we were asking about what's the most extreme experience of somebody listening to the podcast. We're really interested in where and when you listen to the podcast. And he tells us about a time he was stranded on a diving boat on the mysterious oh. island of Gunung Api, which is a marine volcanic peak located
1: some hundred miles... I can't tell you how much I've learned in the last five minutes. And you You're going <laughs> to learn more. i been enriched by this You're going to learn more. Jude and I are taking notes now. Geography... It's um. located
0: hundreds of miles out in the sea south of the Moluccas. Try Googling, he says. I couldn't find it. <laughs> okay. Imagine... No indigenous people, no fresh water, no horizontal land. I love that expression, <laughs> horizontal land. That's very good. But here. for three days, it was just me, the iPod, several dozen frigate birds, Every. several hundred hundred banded sea snakes, and a boat full of bizarre and rather humorless American tourists. <laughs> I cannot describe my feelings of extreme gratitude to be able to hear... A amusing dialogue about something other than digital cameras and stock options. Oh,
1: how wonderful. So take a
0: word? bow. The Word podcast has been officially out on the front line and was found to be not wanting when the going was tough. Oh, I like that's that. That's fantastic. That's is, from, the, that's from birds Tony, Tony O'Dowd out there in West Timor. That's who, fantastic. Uh, you know, so well, anybody else would like to... Tell us tales about where you're uh, where you're listening to this. So, uh, talking about the website, I should point out that starting this week, the website uh, has, is is being relaunched, thanks to thanks to the efforts of Fraser. Lovely Fraser. Do you, do you know what Fraser's doing? <laughs> i have got to throw this in. He told me this morning, <laughs> Fraser, our, our kind of our web genius, we're calling him web genius, huh? used to work for the Cure. Got it. Used to work for the Cure. Goes on holiday to North Korea.
1: Was Take a roadie, out. more than a more. Yeah, exactly. was a roadie. I was a roadie for five years. But Carter, the unstoppable sex podcast. That I didn't. Know. <laughs> oh,
0: and yeah. And the family
1: cat. And family cat. If He's you remember the them, listeners. Virtually well. a member of the
0: family cat. <laughs> I think that's going to
1: be a future podcast. <laughs> the Fraser Lurie. Institute. Yeah. Fraser, yeah. The, the the true story of the incredible journey of Fraser Lurie. Fraser, Fraser Lurie. Lurie yeah. So when he left his previous job, what did they
0: buy him? Not a carriage clock, did they? They never whipped round. They got him a record token. What did they buy him, Jude? Do you know? Krampus replica? Trump. No. <laughs> no. They bought him a third of a cow. Oh my God! That's
1: amazing. They
0: bought him enough meat to a third of a cow. run That's a like small a town. beef farm. Help him. Oh, it? Oh. Because he's, yeah, it does. he's a big, he's a big, uh, he's a big cook, and he's a big. He likes it. He likes his meat got a strong meat in the word office. Seven weeks yes. now. Andrew comes from... Britain. Imagine didn't a vegetarian. <laughs> vegetarian.
2: And Rob Fitzpatrick's <laughs> wife oh, uh, well, is, yeah. a, is a cook. I'll share. So anyway, he's
0: it? telling me this morning he's flogged this idea to the Observer oh, yes. Food magazine or their website, I don't know which. This is such a good idea, yes, isn't it, Yeah, it's a fantastic Judy? idea. Tell everybody what the idea is, Judy. He's going to do
2: an A to Z of um, different types of meat. Of, he, creatures. of
1: creatures, yeah. creatures,
2: kind of strange types of meat. He gonna, he's going to eat them all. Starting at A and with Z. It's
1: A F is gonna be ants. Aardvark. Oh right.
2: It's gonna source A and is to cook. What? A is, is gonna be ants. Oh god. And it's gonna source and cook all this stuff. And I was saying, Well what are you gonna do for X? And there's some kind of I think there's some kind of sheep that begins with X, or some breed of sheep, it's a, it's but it's protected, he... so he's a bit worried about that one. Yeah, on two the letters <laughs> he was
0: worried about, wasn't he? I think it was X and U or something yeah. like that.
2: No, it was you know. U. There's a the sheep called the Uriel sheep in Africa, <laughs> which is protected, so you World, can't eat it. Word
1: magazine correspondent Robert was once in Japan with Adrian Deboy, and they were served ants for, for um, their lunch. Very small, little no, ants. Robert oh, said no, and, an ant, and Adrian said, I like ants, but I couldn't eat a whole one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually quite big out there. Don't yeah.
0: find me lying. So anyway, Fraser's Cutting been anyway, Fraser's been uh, working very, very hard uh, revamping the up. website. And uh, please go and have a look at it, because one of the things you'll be able to do when you've registered is you'll be able to start you'll be able to start contributing your own stuff. Because so far all you've been able to do is respond to us. You know, good though some of it is <laughs> <laughs> We some believe some of it. Some we it. <laughs> believe that out there there are loads of people with loads and loads of ideas, so you'll be able to post your own stuff, you'll be able to post your own I don't know, links to YouTube clips, pictures, stuff like that. Start right. your own threads. It's a feature, isn't respond it? to stuff. Uh, Very and uh, so basically you'll have your own blog area. This is all mask on sleep now, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 uh you'll have your own blog area, the best of that stuff will go on a kind of community blog, and the real best of that stuff will go on the homepage of the uh,
1: of the magazine. On, on the side so uh, I'm just nodding I get a bit lost and confused with some of this digital oh, stuff we'll, we'll
2: teach you I'm don't nodding.
1: worry Yeah, <laughs> Kim, <to you. laughs> we'll
2: help you so uh,
0: you know, please <laughs> help you grand go man. and look at that <laughs> and actually oh, I know what we're going to do one of the things we wanted you to <laughs> do oh don't start
2: again now God alive
0: one of the things we wanted you to do is to tell us uh, from our now hear this CDs which you've had this year you know 10 or 11 of them, you, you've forgotten to do your homework. I have, I you have. guys, do you know what it's like, listeners, with these people? Every week they say, give us warning. I was buying a kazoo. Give
1: us warning. <laughs> Sorry. So I emailed dutifully, I give a warning, a kazoo, and then they turn up the and say, oh, I haven't looked
0: into that. Anyway, now hear this. We wanted you to tell us which, uh, which tracks, which acts you particularly liked or decided to go and pursue further and find out more about, maybe buy their CD. Uh, and what we're going to try and do is put together for the end of the year a best of. Uh, they now here. This is Jude's frantically doing homework. Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> <girl>. and uh, <laughs> is there anything on, on any of the now
1: here this CDs that's particularly struck you this year, Mark? Any
0: of your favourites?
1: Well, uh, uh, yeah. we had the Rilo Kiley, the C Six Steve, the what's that lovely group that Rob likes so much? They've got a name like Ek Forty Five.
2: Oh, Epic Forty Five. Epic Forty Five. They're yes, fantastic. They
1: yeah. Everybody you, should
2: like them. Um, well, looking through this issue, no, I'm um, one band. Well, one. Uh, kind of, he's a guy called Iron and Wine That was got real name oh, right. um, um, the Iron Wine record is fantastic I vaguely knew about Iron and Wine stuff before it's a bit like Sufjan Stevens you know very nice acoustic music but not uh, there's nothing dull about it at all it's really beautiful really gorgeous guitar playing fantastic lyrics really wonderful and um there's loads of albums that he's done that I have never, never listened to
1: what's so, that uh, record
2: called it's so good oh it's called The Slaughtered Dog that. is me and we played it about three times the in a Shepherd's
1: row dog. Shepherd's Dog Shepherd's yeah, Dog so anyway there's anything if recommend if
0: there's anything that's particularly impressed you on and now hear this CD this year um, go on the website and tell us about it we've, we've actually we're going to post about 25 YouTube clips as, as reminders of, of some of the people who have appeared on there in the last year Tanaruan, people like that the mm. December's all kinds of people and please let us know what you've liked, and we'll, as I say, we'll try and put together some kind of best of for the issue that uh, that comes out in December. Um, but now, at this point in the programme, it is customary. Oh. Can
1: you play? Can you, can you play? We did some, uh, we need some uh, introductory music. Do the whole thing as a blues. Though. Is it the horror? Is it's the horror. To? It's oh, a yeah.
0: hoary old rock anecdote. And this week it falls to Mark Henry Ellis. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Are we calling all of, each other by our full names
2: now?
1: I oh, do do
2: don't have a middle name. No, do oh, I, I, maybe the I readers say. could suggest a middle name. What could it be?
1: Well, Mark Henry Bunsworth used... Gussett <laughs> Plinkington. <laughs> Dude, Ted Rogers. Dude comes from Wales. I I I come from Yorkshire. We couldn't afford them. No. can save up for them. It's a middle class. Dr. avoid Algin's. I've got hundreds. (laughs) You want to hear about Roy, don't you? Is it Roy? It's Roy. Tell everybody which Roy in case they think it's Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. Roy Wood. Roy Harper. Now, this story, this hoary old Roy that happened, I think, in 19... You have to correct me, Dave. I think it's 1985, April, when you and I, in fact, were sitting in a little room. Starting out, working out Q magazine. Oh, I remember man. this vividly. God Phone God. goes, and the producer of Old Grey Whistler, a guy called Trevor Down, who's been on this podcast. He and listening. Hello, Trev. <laughs> and Trevor said, look, we, we think we've got Roy Harper um, for the Old Grey Whistler. Now, I am the world's greatest and most loyal uh, Roy Harper fan, oh. possibly the exception of Judy, saw me the other night supporting News, and News. Oh, he's horrible. wonderful. And, uh, but even I thought, surely that's not enough. And sure enough, a week later, they rang back and said, uh, we've got Roy, and he's bringing his friend Jimmy Page. Wow. And he's going to be in a pub in Ambleside, the Lake District, and they're going to play a couple of tunes from Roy's new album. And of course, Jimmy Page was a massive coup. Yeah. I think Led Zeppelin had broken up in about 1980, was that right? And he hadn't really been heard of since. So nobody knew what he'd been doing or what he looked like or anything about him. So the <laughs> idea that Jimmy Page was going to be on uh, Old Grove was very, very exciting. So we drove up there. Got to this little pub in Ambleside, and um, first thing I can remember was going to the bar. It's when I realised things were going to go a bit awry. I go to the bar, and there's an 18 year old girl. I know she's 18 because I asked her actually at the bar. And, uh, <laughs> well, no, that was well, my a first good. question. Well, You've been long, long, long here. <laughs> and uh, she said, "You would to see Jimmy and Roy?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "Oh," she said, "Yeah, I'm um, I'm uh, Jimmy's Jimmy's girlfriend." I said, "Oh, good, yeah, excellent." I thought, "How old is this girl?" I did actually somehow manage to ask this. Have you done your GCSD? <laughs> I don't know how i put it, but anyway. <laughs> she was 18. I said, Oh, well, that's great. So, um, and Roy's, Roy's here with his I mean, he's here too. Oh yeah, he's got his girlfriend too. Tell her Roy's girlfriend was 19. He'd met her backstage at a concert in Leeds, and he said, like, I've got to do this filming the old Grey was just I'm bringing on my friend Jimmy. Um, could you bring my like, blind date? Just you know, just you know, have you got any friends who are <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, know, Dave. I know, I know, it's it's astonishing, isn't it? So anyway, I said, Oh yeah, she said, Do you know all about Jimmy? I said, just I know a fair amount. Brackets. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm about to do the old crow whistle there tomorrow. I, I think I've probably done a little bit of homework. She said he um, wrote Stairway to Heaven. I can tell you that. Did <laughs> he? She's astonishing. But anyway, a very, very rowdy night took place, uh, with them in their kind of baronial splendour of this amazing old kind of banqueting hall, tacked on to the back of this pub, a big roaring log fire, and all their uh, hangers-on pals, you know. And uh, to the horror of um, the, you know, I can phrase this really, the horror of the BBC. There was a certain amount of relaxation going on in the in the Page and uh, and, um, and Harper camp. <laughs> My learned friends wouldn't mind me saying that they were indulging David red wine and nose ningle in enormous <laughs> enormous quantities of ningle. Which point the BBC started getting very worried. Said, "Do you think these people are going to be able to do it?" I said, "Leave this to me. I, I, I'll I'll do this." I said, "Guys, listen, um, you're going to be all right for the old interview." Tomorrow at nine. And I said, yeah, yeah, Jimmy expansively getting his guitar out, hooking down a bottle of, another bottle of Clara. I said, sure, nine o'clock, because I mean, I'm, I said, guys, I'm pretty rock and roll, but I'm used to just, I not just got time to get a full English breakfast? And I said, what, in the morning? I said, yeah, nine in the morning. He said, oh, I think it meant nine at night. I said, no, 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 guys, no, in the morning. We're doing it in daylight, you know, is that OK? I said, yeah, I suppose so, yeah, we'll, we'll stay up all night. That, was their, own that, was, the that was their only solution. That was their only solution to how they were going to be ready at nine o'clock in the morning, was they were going to stay up all night. Oh. Clearly they had quite a lot of kit with them that was going to be able to assist in that process. So at nine o'clock in the morning, and then I was introduced to the film crew, that was fantastic. They'd been up all night making the most God almighty racket, the most outrageous back alien partying going on. The film crew arrived, and they're a father-son duo with a sound recordist. Can you imagine a little quilted chair? <laughs> You know the You just I come mean, from doing one man and his dog oh god oh so nearly and <laughs> I said, uh, hello. He we just did a job there with freelance we just did a job for uh, BBC last week actually I wonder if, wonder if this is going to be any different I said what did you do last week He said we did think a thing for fix it. somebody wanted a sheep clipped uh, like a French poodle it was a, it was a lovely job said so he got a sheep and, a, and it was so funny a little bit knobbly bits around the knees and a, I said, guys, look, I, I'm oh. from for a walk the bottom." I said, this, I don't know how to put this, this is going to be more different than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> and uh, at that moment... But there might the window, be a sheep involved. There might be a sheep involved, yeah. <laughs> at that moment, the window open for the upstairs bedroom, it was, it was, uh, it was Roy's 19-year-old girlfriend saying so that they were sort of getting ready. But Roy was a bit um, concerned because he, he wanted to know where the Roman chapel was. And he said, That's what do you mean chapel? He said, so apparently there's a Roman temple near here. Roy will only do the interview at the site of a Roman temple mm-hmm. so you imagine and I said why I we shout I'm shouting why well it's all about magnetic force fields and the daylight <laughs> so I'm, now, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of go between here I'm between oh, the BBC and, and Roy and, and Jimmy and I've got to go back to the BBC and i like guys you have to help me out here Roy will only do the interview if the, if the magnetic force field is correct in the and there was a lot of rolled eyebrows and eventually get into this uh, rolled eyebrows we get into this, these cars and head off in a convoy get to this site and then Trevor at this point then says he's only got three canisters of film. And this is film, this wasn't video, do you know what I mean? It wasn't stuff you could just erase and do again. They call this way, they've got three canisters. And they use up the whole of the first canister, shooting the first song which Roy abandons after 12 minutes, which is basically, as far as I can see, just the two of them jamming, sitting on the the side of this hillside, still sucking down the red wine. They've been up for about 72 hours, (laughs) playing this god-awful tune, which is completely out of tune, and he eventually abandons, so it can't be used. There's only about two canisters of film left in which to record the number, and then the interview. So they managed to get a number out of them then I have to do the interview. And by this time, everyone's getting a bit, a little bit gnarled. And, and you, know, you know what it was like? You know what the you know, programmes, the, 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 the producer was we saying, give him a tough time. Like you and me and Don. Uh, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, just give him. A, Produce, yeah. Producer usually says, give him a tough time, and then goes and hides
0: behind a rock.
1: Yeah, yeah, give him a <laughs> tough time. And then, listen, you know, These, these dinosaurs shouldn't be allowed to carry on. Has <laughs> punk taught us nothing? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we start the interview, and I get a couple of questions to Roy, and then I like, try and get Jimmy involved. And Jimmy, so, um, you yeah, know, Led Zeppelin, I so. A bit brash, wasn't it? A little bit flash. A little bit, of, little, little bit over the top. You know, I thought I might just get a conversation. Because this is the worst possible thing to say. It was absolutely idiotic. The man then reverses into his shell and gives mumbles things about chiaroscuro and light and shade and stuff, but will not involve himself in any more conversation because he's so furious. He's been brought on a programme where the bloke apparently doesn't seem to like yeah, Led yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeppelin. And of course, I totally sympathise with him. actually. I mean, I did a bad thing. At which point, <laughs> Roy, Roy then starts to make sheep noises. Because he suddenly realised he's so pissed, he's so out of his tree. He thinks that the name Mark sounds a little bit like the noise that sheep make. So he's sitting going Mark, right? No, seriously, Dave. Did you ever see this film? It's unbelievable. I think so, I I think, I think it. I wiped it from my memory. Oh, I've tried to wipe it from mine, but I still wake up in the middle of the <laughs> night sometimes, beans of perspiration popping Mark. out of my brow, fetal position, etc. Remembering it. <laughs> it's just terrible. And so you've got Roy. Let's go through it again. Roy is sitting there making sheep noises. Jimmy Page, out of whom I'm trying to coax some information, is sitting there looking furious because I don't completely subscribe to the... Uh, uh, blood yeah. and thunder glory yeah, yeah. of the mighty Led Zeppelin. You know, it's a complete catastrophe. Oh, and the only yeah. way they could put it out was by. They, they couldn't edit it. So Trevor had to actually edit on sheep noises onto the track to, to hide the sound of Roy going, Mark, all the way through <laughs> this interview. It's a nightmare. Honestly, if you ever watched it. Is I it on YouTube? God, no. God, please don't even suggest oh, it. Oh, I'm sure I there's a Roy really. Harper
0: fan out there who's got a copy yeah. and could. You know, it was his civic duty to post
1: it on YouTube. It surely. was a catastrophe. The order. it probably yeah i'm sure it is there actually i've oh, done oh. well, but, no, no, but there we are and i'd like to take this occasion to publicly apologize to dear old jim but to not your roy.
0: old roy if anybody has got that uh, if anybody's got documentary evidence of that i think it's their duty don't you Jim? i do to put it on youtube because after all everything else is on youtube before we uh, record started recording this we uh, yeah, pick up your guitar. Us, I'm gonna want you to play. I'm gonna play us out in a minute. Not out. yet. All right, all right. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait. Oh wait, we're finding <laughs> loads of we're finding examples of famous buskers on YouTube. Is it, is, oh we, yeah, oh we, Bruce Springsteen. The Bruce Springsteen oh. doing the river with some kid on the, on the street in, in Copenhagen. Denmark, it? It's fantastic. It's in yeah. Copenhagen. Really worth We'll we'll that. post that again on the site. Paul McCartney doing it outside Leicester Square Tube Station. Oh, for good Give my regards to Broad Oh yeah. Fran Healy and Travis. Doing it in um, in Oxford Street, and most amazingly, Neil Young. That's right, about wow. 1971, the very early 70s, on yes. Glasgow Central, yeah, Scotland. That's right, uh, sitting wow. there with his, with his banjo playing the old huffing into lady. a mouthful. Oh, oh no. my! So Lord. we've been we've been talking about uh, about buskers because this podcast brought to you uh, with the uh, with the help of uh, of Icon Films and the movie Once. And uh, if you want to enter the competition to win the actual guitar that Mark Ellen is torturing right now, <laughs> and to give it a good home, uh, you can go to the website wordmagazine.co.uk, stroke once. And find details. What we want to know is uh, which bands the film star Glenn Hansard associated with, and also tell us which tunes you prefer never to hear from a busker ever again. You may wish to include this one. Thanks <laughs> for <you> the <to> <laughs> Alice's Restaurant. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. You've been a wonderful audience. <laughs> Mark, take it home.
1: Woo! I thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're too kind this is a limit to your generosity <laughs>